Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. And welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK. And joining us this week, we have Monkey Doo. Hey, everybody. Monkey here down in Southeast U.S. Hope everybody's doing well today and has something nice to smoke on. We also have Marge. That's right. Marge, host of Bite Me, the show about edibles from Canada. And I hope you're enjoying some tasty edibles, too. And straight out of the deepest, darkest caves of the outback of Australia, we have Bubble Hawk. G'day, guys. <laughs> Bubble Hawk back from dodging, clap-infested koalas and dingoes and snakes that'll kill you before you can even get back to your car. Were you giving with them. koalas the clap out there again? Yeah. <laughs> I should have shared the love, man. You know, you know what it's like. Koalas have feelings man. too, you know. Yeah, Koalas need love too, man. Koalas need cuddles, bro. You know. <laughs> so here we are. We are talking about uh, growing cannabis incognito. So just trying to keep it hidden from people, which we usually do anyway, because you know it's something that we have to do. But we had a request on the forum recently that uh, people wanted us to talk about how to hide it from their other halves and things like that. You know, holding it from the wife. And it's not something that we recommend. You need to be honest and open with uh, yeah, your growing that. with the people that you live with. So, but we'll discuss that when we get to the actual uh, the meat of the show. There, but yes, the return of Bubble Hawk, man. What's, what's been going on, bro? Where, where the fuck did you go? Well, I can't tell you exactly where I went. Secret mission in uncharted space. Was, well, I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things where if I if I even give you just like a surrounding mm-hmm, mm-hmm. town. Someone will work it out. Yeah, yeah. The last thing I need is people there with signs like, you know, banging on the chain link fence and shit, just wanting to yeah. say hello and get my autograph. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard enough, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm, already, I'm, I'm already a rock star out there without everybody coming out. and You know, they'll be there like, are you that koala fucking guy? Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch you fuck a koala. Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. Good to have you back, though, bro. It's been, yeah, we no, was no, all no, very no. concerned, man. As I mentioned, we was all very concerned. But I know. I've got. I've. I. I can. I've got all the emails and the messages and everything. I haven't even checked the forum yet because I've only got home yesterday. So um, mm-hmm. I just haven't had a chance to actually go through and have a look. Um, but I'm sure there's lots of love and concern out there. So thanks for all that, guys. But I'm okay. I'm alive. I didn't I get think big, people were more actually, more concerned about the guy who knows how to grow huge ass fucking autos being missing because you know we like to come for you for <laughs> information. That's all. You like? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I do my best to share my info, but uh, you know, it's all you, you do realize that you can find all of this on Percy's Grow Room too. All of the information <laughs> about how I do my thing. Yeah, but it doesn't have an Australian accent. Even when I read it in the Bubble Huck accent, it doesn't come out right because I'm so bad at accents. You know, <laughs> you know. I went to the I went to the little corner shop that they have out there in the middle of nowhere, and guess what they had on the shelf? One jar of Marmite. Covered oh no! In dust. Did it make uh, you think of I, me? <laughs> it, it did actually. I was like, I was looking at it, and I'm like, you know, maybe I should buy it. And then I saw all the Vegemite, and I'm like, nah. 
I'll get the Vegemite <laughs> instead. Ugh. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be in forty-five degree heat eating something that I really didn't want to eat, just so I could think about Mackie. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And touch yourself <laughs> as, much, as you ate Marmite. As, I was going to say, as much <laughs> as I love you, know, you know, Marmite doesn't work as good at uh, fending off the drop bears as Vegemite does. So, mm-hmm. not surprised, mate. Not surprised. Nobody wants that Vegemite shit. Uh, Jesus. Uh, so Silas input there in the chat. He said, uh, "Billy is the last member." Ha <laughs> ha! Red hot chili peppers, and it reminded me of the joke. How can oh, you no, tell? How can you tell how heavy a red hot chili pepper is? Oh. Give it away! <laughs> give it away! Give it away now! <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. sorry everybody it's so bad isn't it it's so terrible it's i read that the other day i was like i have to bring that to the show i have to bring that to the show that's fucking terrible <laughs> well mackie uh, you didn't need to bring that to the uh, show jesus you really didn't. i'm glad i did still i'm glad i did <laughs> but, but with that <laughs> i think it's <laughs> <such> a... <clears throat> sorry i hit that blunt a bit too hard maybe i'm super high right now but uh, yeah, that's how it goes. So let's do the grow guides. I think we're already. Are we all ready to talk about some stealth growing? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we had a message up on the forum uh, a couple of weeks ago, a suggestion for an episode that we should cover. And it was specifically about how to convince your other half how to allow you to grow. And really, it would only been, it's more of a listener mail question than a show topic. But this can be combined with growing cannabis incognito. You know, it's like you've, we all keep our grows incognito so nobody knows about it. But when you've actually got to hide it from people you live with, and this might be your wife, your husband, you know, uh, if you're a student living in shared accommodation, you, you know, you got these different people around the house that you don't want to grow. This is, well, uh, what we want to what we want to talk about today, which is essentially stealth growing, but it's also known as cannabis uh, growing cannabis incognito. But when you know about growing cannabis, you know it as stealth growing. Yeah, it's an interesting topic, man, and you can see uh, there's some amazing grows and, and some ingenuity that goes into growing cannabis. Sometimes it's crazy the stuff people come up with, man. I've seen cannabis plants grown in PC towers before. You know, when you set up your gaming PC, you got the big towers. You put lights in there, little bits of fans, and grow small plants. It's like fucking hell, crazy shit, man. So yeah, that's what we're talking about: is a uh, stealth growing. Has anybody done a stealth grow before? Marge, you grow pretty small plants in a, a small setup, don't you? It's close to stealth. Yeah, it's close to stealth, but I don't really care if anybody knows they're there. So mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. how stealthy it is. But when I did the bigger grow, like a few years ago with my partner, that was probably more of a stealth grow because, like. At one point, we even had uh, people living in the house who had no idea that we were we had like a, a grow room going on. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were trying to keep it very discreet for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but because you have late- to keep it discreet sometimes, man. You, you just don't want people knowing about it, whether it's legal or not. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, monkey? Have you done any stealth grows before? Um, not really. Everything I've done has been, you know, at, at least as far as my family was concerned, in the open. So mm-hmm. just that's, other than keeping it concealed from my neighbors, not really, man. Yeah. 
What about you, Bob? Have you done Stealth Grow before? Um, yes and no. Uh, successful Stealth Grows? Not really. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But when I was yeah, when I was younger and sort of first starting out, I did one under the bed, um, which was a lot of LST nice. and fuck yeah, all planning. Sure. So it uh, yeah did not work out well. Um, and yeah, just like my whole room stank like cat piss for like a month. So it was not great. And I know my parents knew what was happening. Um, <laughs> and just let yeah, you get away um, with it anyway. They, they were just like, fuck, at least he's not fucking, you know, at least we're not finding needles. If his room smells mm-hmm. like cat piss, it's generally just weed. So, mm-hmm. Or there's a few cats in the room that shouldn't be, but, you know. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a classic cat hoarder. You know? Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah I've like never done four, a... Four stray cats that shouldn't be there. I've never done a stealth grow either. I've done small grows, which I don't know if it can be considered small, like in a 60 centimeter grow tent. I've done small grows like that before, but never really stealth. You know, I've always managed to get permission from the wife to do it. And this is a big thing that comes up uh, with a lot of people who grow cannabis. You know, the wife said that I can. And that's the way it usually goes, much. You know, I don't want to sound sexist. There's not many female cannabis growers. It's usually the blokes asking permission from the wife. You know, can I put a grow tent up? And they usually uh, have to get permission. Do you have to get permission from your other half, Marge? No. Right. No, and yes. the the other girl that we had was his idea too. And yeah. I was just did like, he ask yeah, you for permission? Cool. Did you? <laughs> no, not really. Right. No, but it's spread out a lot smaller and ended up a lot bigger after a while. So maybe you just start with the you know start small and get bigger as you go. Mm-hmm. And, and ask for forgiveness rather than permission. One of them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You see, get get asked a lot, you know. Some people don't know what to do. They want to grow and they want to try and keep it hidden from the other half, which is never a good idea, man. You, you got to try and be open and honest with the other half, especially if you're growing in an illegal place. Because if you get caught, they get fucked over as well because it's in their house too, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something you have to consider. You have to be respectful. If they say no, then you have to kind of be respectful of that. So you might be able to do a stealth grow and keep it hidden from them, but it's definitely not recommended. You should have that discussion with your other half. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend that. Yes. It's going to be yeah. less stressful for you and the other half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if your door gets kicked in and then you're copping it from both the other half and the missus because they don't, <laughs> you know, the, well, the, the, the police and the other half, I should say, um, because, you know, neither of them realized you had something in there. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably don't hide things from your partner. That's that's yeah. probably the takeaway from from this. Yeah. Don't be don't be hiding stuff like that. Yes, yeah. But don't if you wanted anything, to, to there's fair. many ways that you can. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's what we will be discussing today. Yeah. But seriously, you know, you, you really shouldn't do this about the permission of your the person that you're living with. You know, you have to take that into consideration too. But what are some essential tips then for uh, keeping a cannabis grow discreet? And of course, you have to follow those three rules, everybody, no matter the size of the grow. You have to follow the three rules. You don't tell, you don't sell, and you cover the smell. So that's the number one way to keep your grow discreet and make sure that nobody finds out about it. But, you know, there's other things you can do as well. So uh, let's say, for example, lighting. You know, when you have a, a grow light, uh, burning they're they're very bright lights and if you don't have any blinds up or curtains over the windows it's going to show off to the neighbors and they'll be like fucking hell why, why is it so bright in that room you know so that's something that you have to be careful of 
And especially if the plant's purple. The sorry, Marge. For me. So, sorry to interrupt, but I had neighbors across the street from me for a while that literally had a front window that faced the street that was so bright. I'm like, there's no way they're not growing weed in that room up there. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. yeah, just some better blinds would have made it, you know, just to help not let the entire neighborhood know that they were growing in that room. Mm -hmm. It was blackout so curtains. Blackout yeah, curtains. Yeah, yeah. They're not that expensive, cheap, and it just keeps keeps your business your own. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the most important things is keeping the light down so people can't see light leaks and you know just uh, getting suspicious of lights on at different hours and things like that. So just make sure whatever you grow in the cannabis in is light proof. That's a nice way to keep it hidden. But then there's also a big one, and people ask this a lot before they start growing as well, because it's a big concern for new growers, and that's how to keep the smell down. Because well, once you know what a cannabis grow smells like, if you're walking down the road and you get a whiff of it, you know that's a grow. So mm -hmm. this is, it's one, and this is how it, uh, the big grows get found out usually is the police can smell it when they walk past a particular place. So got to keep it discreet while uh, by keeping the smell hidden and to do that we usually use uh carbon filters so you have to make sure you have a good carbon filter that, that's a good way to keep it discreet and that that will take all the smell out of the air and pump it out so it's pretty much smellless yeah don't don't get sucked into the hole oh it's a really subtle smelling strain they they <laughs> may be mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. may be subtle to start with but they don't end up that way Mm -hmm. and subtle right. is a relative term isn't it bubble right yeah i was yeah. just thinking that yeah. subtle compared to what <laughs> yeah well this is it a, a full-grown <laughs> super skunk compared yeah. to something you know a mm -hmm. little more or subtle. even that smell <laughs> where uh you know when the lights go off and for the first like minute or two minutes when the lights go off it just stinks of plant do you get that well what are you talking about like the that real chlorophyll green gas, smell gas yeah green you know smell yeah mm -hmm. yeah it just fucking stinks when the lights go off man that, that that's a big telltale sign so it's just a good way to keep the smell down and make sure the smell don't leak out somebody smells it and he's like what's that smell do you have cannabis in here You're like yeah it's this it's like no it don't smell like that it smells stronger <laughs> yeah. so having a carbon filter is also a good way to keep it discreet and you can get them in all different sizes as well. So depending on the size of the uh, the place where you're growing, you know, you might be growing under a desk or in a wardrobe, but we'll get to that in a bit. So, you know, you, you need different size fans and different size lights according to what size the grow space is. Uh, people get concerned about the smell as well, you know, when it leaks out. So another way you can keep it discreet is by using perfumes and air fresheners and things like that. But it's something I steer away from when the plants go into flowering because you don't want to get this shit on your flowers. And it might only be a scent, but I feel like it adds scent to the buds and, and makes them taste a bit perfumey. I find that. So I don't like it. Do you guys use scents or anything to cover the smell of your grow? Yes, absolutely. I mean, just in, if that way, if I open the door to the grow room and, if something happens to leak outside, it's going to be so mired in, in other smells that it'll be unrecognizable. Right. Yeah. Just does it, does, go ahead. I was going to say, does it count if you just sit in there smoking weed all day? So it just smells like weed. Anyway? You know, so it just smells <laughs> like weed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Do you use anything to cover the smell of yours? Like uh, some kind of perfumes or something in the air to cover the smell of the uh, No, I don't think I ever have. I just mm. like the smell of that sweet, sweet weed. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's <laughs> nice when it's legal, isn't it? it well, it must be. I haven't it experienced is, that, it, but it must be nice. Yeah, it is kind of nice because there have been times, and even with some of the micro grows I've done, sometimes people have come to the front door and been like, whoo, it smells good in here. And like <laughs> where I'm growing it is in like the second floor and a like a back room. And yeah, so but you get used to it, I guess. Till somebody new yeah, comes. Mm-hmm. You get nose blind for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why I use my missus. She doesn't go in my grow room. It's not attached, it's not attached to the house. So she, her being uh, nose, not being nose blind to being back here all the time. It's just like, yeah, she can come, she can, as a pre- she approaches the building, she, I can, I know if I need a filter change, one of those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So good to have, I mean, but that's the problem. If you're not wanting anybody to know, you don't have someone you can rely on, but hey, if you have one person you can rely on, a super smeller is a great person to have. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's also something to note too, is when, depending on how you've got your setup, if you're, when, as soon as your fans turn off, you can end up with a backdraft, which is mm-hmm. just going to blow all that smell out your zips and your intakes and things like that. And that'll add to that smell in the house as well. So mm-hmm. either having a fan that's continually drawing to keep that negative pressure, that's yep. probably an idea. That's right, man. Especially, that's the best way yeah. to do it. Carbon filter with an extractor, you know, negative pressure to make sure none of the air is leaking out and you you can't smell the grow. It'll be fine. You know, mm-hmm. it just has to be pumped outside and making sure you have a good carbon filter to make sure no smell leaks outside is definitely the right way to do things. And you know, Even if you're just extracting into a room and you don't want anybody to find out that it's in this particular room, then, you know, the, the smell can get out a little bit, especially with some strains. So, that, that's another point we can move on to is choosing the correct strain that doesn't smell too much. You know? well, yes. Yeah. So some strains don't, they, they still smell though. It's like, I've never come across a strain that isn't stinky as fuck, man. <laughs> it's not like, hmm, this is a completely bland, smellless plant. It's because it's not, even the le- the least stinky cannabis strains are still pungent as fuck. Right. That's why the term subtle is, completely mm, yeah. useless when talking about yeah. yes it's like if it can't be covered by burnt toast it's probably too strong mm-hmm. yeah burnt toast is a good one you know if you got somebody knocking on the door burn some toast because that will cover the smell of everything yeah so. burnt toast <laughs> burnt microwave popcorn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah That's the, or, or a wet dog you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, covering the smell is an important one for sure, man. And so there's lots of different ways to do it. And it's one of the biggest concerns for new growers, I think, when they're looking to start how to grow. They're just wondering how to keep the smell of it covered, which is a good concern because it does smell a lot. But having a good carbon filter with a good extractor fan and people won't be able to smell it. So you know, with your blackout curtain, they're covering up the, any light leaks and so no lights getting out. You know, make sure the tents are always done up. And you got a cover over it to prevent any light leaks getting out and alerting anybody of the location. Then you're covering up the smell of the plants as well. So you, nobody can smell that. So that's two of the major factors that are covered up right there. So what else uh, needs to be covered up with these grows, man? I mean, obviously you don't talk about them. You don't tell anybody about them. But yeah, you'll, mm. be, you'll be okay with just a small grow like that. So what size grow would you say is a stout grow? What would you think was the smallest grow? Monkey, what do you think? Well, I don't, it all depends upon your stealth conditions. I mean, if you're growing away from, from everybody else and like in a, 
say you have you're growing at work and nobody else is in this in this warehouse where you work or something like that a stealth grow can be huge but mm -hmm. you know if if you're growing in you know, like oh the one that, that that gets me and I, I honestly i would never even attempt this because i just know my wife too well um mm -hmm. but yeah mm -hmm. trying to grow under the same roof not letting your wife know Mm -hmm. God, it's, I'd have to say, you know, a two by two, a small 60 by 60 centimeter tent would probably be where I would go with the stuff yeah, size because possibly anything doable. bigger than that, you've got to figure out where, what's the space that this person is not going to go into and wonder what's in there. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be hard. <laughs> I mean, I just know my wife, yeah, if I'm basing well, women, if I'm basing all women on my wife, if there's a space that she doesn't know what's in there, she's going to try and put something there. Right, it's like a storage space. Exactly, yeah. and I want to see what's there. That's what she's going to tell me. So, right. yeah, it's going yeah, to have to be small. Yeah, shit's going to go downhill real quick <laughs> if you haven't I was told. Looking her. to put, get out the Christmas decorations and exactly. yeah, just notice yeah. this thing back there. What the hell, you know? But <laughs> if you wanted to, you know, <laughs> you shouldn't do it without telling your wife. But if you wanted to, just in case. You know, you really shouldn't, uh, you know, I joke about it, but really it's just such a bad idea to yeah. have that kind of friction in a relationship, man. You, you need to have a convincing discussion with your partner and explain to them why growing your own is the best way to go. But we'll yeah. cover that in a little bit. So I, I like to think of a stealth grow is like proper stealth, like hidden. Nobody sees it. It's like hidden behind a bookcase and things like that. Oh, <laughs> you know, like language. I would love a secret passageway to a secret room. Mm -hmm. oh, I, mm -hmm. I, I know of somebody at Percy's that has some, you know, moving, moving panels that, that oh. reveal the growth space and things like that. So. Yeah. Oh, that is mm -hmm. so amazing. Won't say any names, but yeah, they, they do exist out there. Yeah, that's like mm -hmm. one of those memes. If I win the lottery, I won't tell anybody, but there'll be signs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there'll be secret rooms and passageways. And <laughs> mm -hmm. I've seen this Mr. Beast video the other day where he goes to houses worth different amounts of money, you know, $1 house to a $100 million house. And one of the houses, I think it was $15 million. It had like a, an old converted warehouse into like a sports stadium thing with a tennis court in and all that shit. And I thought that was my house <laughs> and I had that space. It wouldn't be a fucking tennis court. You know what it would be. You know what it would be. It's like, damn, man. Imagine having the amount of space and just be able to grow all the fucking weed you like. That would be so cool. But yeah, tangent. I'd, I'd, I'd have one of those, you know, those pools, you know how those pools that like they drop down and they pull away and then you've got like the car park underneath them. Have you seen those? No. So it's so it's like they they'll have a full pool in their backyard, like normal standard pool, and there's like they press a button and the and the bottom of the pool raises up and the water will drain off into side things and then the top will move across and a, you've got like a full garage underneath it. So yeah. I'd do something like I'd do something like that, but instead of a car coming up, it'd just be like all the plants, so you wow. can come up and and get the sunlight, and then at night they could go back down and away. That would be amazing too. That's also another project for when we win the lotto. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot. I think sounds pricey. That's right. When, when the podcast is as big as Rogan and Spotify gives us a hundred million, oh, right. this is what yeah. we're going to do. We're getting hundred million downloads a month. That's the next yeah. project. No, he has like 11 million downloads an episode. It's crazy. Amount yeah. shit. But he, he has stupid oh, amount damn. of downloads, man. Yeah. But anyway, random, random. 
sorry. Yeah. Took that on yeah. a segue. My bad. Secret passageway. Yeah, you know. Said, yeah, <laughs> talk about fucking tangents. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that so we're, we're looking at small lights then, because it's going to be probably be a small space where you're going to be growing these plants, but you don't want anybody to find out about. So you know, the bigger the space is the more likely it is somebody's going to find out about it. So doing small spaces, like I said earlier, in like a PC uh, PC box, a tower, you know, that's a, it's a the fire top has only just discovered bubble arcs here. Yeah. Getting this <laughs> I was just, yeah, uh, that's fun. Yeah, man. A PC tower is good. People uh, do it in small fridges. I've seen that done before. Oh, you know, like so you, fire tops got one in a, in a, in a, a tumble dryer. Yeah, oh, yeah, in cool. a tumble dryer. Repurposed tumble dryer. It's great. Uh, it's a great uh, stealth grow. Chest of drawers. Think? Sorry, what Mark? do you guys think of those like grow cabinets? Have you ever seen like you've probably seen everyone's probably seen yeah. those mm -hmm. that yeah, all yeah, come yeah. sort of prefabricated? Are they any good? They must uh, be overpriced, they I think. Nice. They're, they're, yeah, they're mm -hmm. super pricey, but yeah, they will grow weed, but they, they come as a single, like all in one uh buy it as it is unit. Mm -hmm. So I'm concerned on there. It's like it's their proprietary light, their proprietary software. They want you to use these. Right. So it's it's engineered and thought out in a specific way for a specific customer. So I guess if you fit that profile, it would be for you. It's supposed so to you be your your own grow cabinet, then maybe for a stealth yeah. grow. And you or know, you, you could remodel <laughs> like an old uh, entertainment center or something like that into one. Actually, yeah. yeah. But yeah. imagine the wife seeing that. She's like, "Oh, what's this you've got?" <laughs> oh no, nothing. I mean, it's just the yeah. new. I just put my tools in there. No. Wardrobe. I'm I'm growing the fiber, hemp fiber for future clothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you may you may not be trying to hide it from your Sydney fan or You may be living mm -hmm. alone. You're just hiding it from your landlord. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. That's mm -hmm. very true. Yeah, yeah. In that case, the the uh, the cabinet would be fine. The landlord it would look like a piece of furniture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's not going to go checking in all the wardrobes, is he? Yeah. No, it's against the law. In the states, it's against the law. It's an invasion of my privacy. You have to yeah. ask to look around. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. There should be more grow cabinets like that, where it is more a uh, wardrobe looking. But I'm sure there there are, but they're probably very expensive. But it's something that you can definitely look into. The, the some of them are going to be indistinguishable from actual furniture. Yeah. The problem is, uh, is like we said there, it's the, uh, you know, when the smell gets out, people know that it's there. When the light gets out, people know that it's there. But there's also the sound, you know, because mm -hmm. fans make noise, man, and it's very difficult to keep them quiet. And this is uh, one of the, uh, you know, if you're trying to keep it, again, just an example, we don't think it's a good idea, but if you're keeping it hidden from your missus and you've got a fan running 24-7 in the room, in the office where you're growing, and she stands there and he's like, What's, what's that fucking fan sound? If you got if you got PC running, then it don't matter. Maybe your PC is loud or something, you know. And that's what I was so. going to suggest. In a situation like that, you're going to need to have some kind of a let's say a distraction noise in that room, mm -hmm. like a PC mm -hmm. running or maybe a clock that ticks real loud or something like that. Something mm -hmm. that's going to oh. have a normal ambient sound in the room. Yeah. If if my PC fans are louder than my fucking exhaust fans on my grow tent, there's yeah. A but wait a minute, yeah. you're running a little <laughs> bit larger tent than stealth, brother. Yeah, because yeah. you'd only use like uh, in the PC tower grows that I've seen. People just use a PC fan. It's just a, it's just like a small version of an extractor, really. You know. Mm. 
So the, I don't know yeah, what size you like could. This, what's yeah. the smallest size extractor fan you can get? I mean, I, the only ones I've seen are four inch. That, that's the I've four inch extractor th- for the bathroom. I'm seeing threes on the market. I don't know if right. you can get them any smaller than that. Even the threes are hard to find, and I can't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Need, I wouldn't even be able to attest at the quality or the you know the sonic uh, levels from the threes. Mm-hmm. I, my experience there. I mean, if I had to give someone advice on how to keep a fan quiet is buy it bigger than you need and run it slower than, than maximum. Mm-hmm. You know, you just like, get one of those uh, slow switches, the, the dimmer yeah, switches, they work well. Well, I'm, I run like example, I, I run six inch fans on basically what, what, what people would consider a two by four tent. Six inches way too big for a two by four, but it only runs at a maximum of speed three, which mm-hmm. is makes almost no noise. Yeah. Yeah, the fans are definitely going to be a problem. You can also build uh, some like acoustic ducting and shit like yes. that. And yes. with the ducting you use on your extractor, try and keep it as straight as possible because the more bends you put in it, the more air turbulence you get, and that's going to make it louder as well. So that's something that has to be considered. But you should be able to, for a, for a small grow space, you should be able to just get a small fan, turn it down to 50% of the speed, and it should be pretty much silent, but still should be able to extract all of the air out that's necessary. You just right. need to get it all of the uh, all of the heat out there. So that depends on the light you're going to use. So in a small space it, for a grow like this, using a HID light is definitely not recommended. They're going to burn way too hot. And no plants will be able to survive in there. And it's a fire risk too. So you'd have to use, so sometimes CFLs get used. They used to get used back in the day. So that's an option using CFL lights in there. But you can get good LEDs now for small spaces, you know, some LED grow lights. Uh, and they'll do just fine. They'll be efficient as well. And they won't overheat things. So LED lights, definitely a good way to go. Yeah, definitely a good way to go. LEDs, big time. Mm. It's just which one to get, and that would depend on your growth space. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're growing in a in a PC tower, a HPS is probably not the way to go. Mm-hmm. I it's mean, just... you can try it, but <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I can remember back in the day seeing some guy had some kind of a rig up with an HPS and a trash can. Because, oh. you know, it's like you had to do what you had to do back. Day in the yuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he had yep. like a 400 watt HPS and he was growing in a metal trash can. Fuck, you'd be freaking out the whole time that you catch something on fire, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah, it was silver on the inside, so we didn't have to worry about reflectivity and shit like that. But <laughs> well, I don't know if it's that getting picks up with a fear of fire, but okay. well, it was a metal can, so you're not gonna burn that up. Yeah. It's just seeing Death Valley temps, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I full, yeah, I understand, man, but yeah, hey. Hey, look, have, yeah, job. You do. We what have, you have a cushy compared. We have a cushy compared to what they used to have to do now. Oh yeah, you fuck know. no. Mm-hmm. Cooking eggs on the lid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, back in the day, you could cook an egg back on the on the uh, the, the parabolic back on those things. Back in the day, uh, you didn't want to touch those things. Yeah, fuck no. So there's some <laughs> other things that you need to be considering here as well. You, when you're doing these stealth grows, you know you. You've got the lights covered. It's not leaking any light anymore. You've got the smell covered because you've got the carbon filter with the extraction, so nobody's smelling it. You've got some really nice, quiet fans, so it's not making any noise. So you got all that shit covered. And nobody knows it's there. You know, It could just be a cupboard in the corner of the room, and nobody knows any difference. But you have to water the thing. 
So how are you going to do that? Mm. <laughs> what would your suggestions be for Stalfly watering plants? What do you think, Marge? Well, I mean, when we did it before, we had like an automatic system set up so that it would minimize the amount of time we had to go in and out of the space in which we were growing. Mm -hmm. So maybe that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, starting off is just doing it when, you know, there's nobody around the house. You know, say again, let's go back to this reference that we keep going back to, but stressing, it's not a good idea. When the wife goes shopping, you can water the plants then because she's not in the house, you, you know, and nobody would know about it. But again. But but you're going to have the issue because every time you open that enclosure, you're going to release smell into the room. Mm -hmm. You know, Once that plant is is in mid-veg, she's going to have a little bit of odor. So you have to be conscious of these things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's no That's easy it. answer for any of it. And this is why we're stressed, man. You, you, you can't hide this from the missus easily. It's going to be well, so much stress and you don't need that stress in your life, man. <laughs> don't do it already. Yeah, once that plant's in flower and you're in there trying to water it and you're messing with the plant and you're going to end up smearing the, the resin will get on you. And then now that smell's going to follow you. Mrs. going to want to know why you smell this way. Why, what's that smell mm -hmm. on your clothes? So, I mean, yeah, if you really want to keep it secret, you're going to have to have what, what I would call Weed clothes. In other words, something you put on before you open an enclosure, water your plant, and then you're going to change out of it and put your other clothes back on when you're That's done. That's right. It preferably should be tie-dye as well. Anything. <laughs> Anything. Fine. Socks and sandals you know, and shit. My, my weed Socks clothes. You know? <laughs> Rainbow fro and everything like that. No problem, man. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so what would you think would be a good location for setting up a stealth grow? Well, where's the best places you've seen? Have you seen any uh, like really stealth grows where you're like, oh my God, that's fucking genius. Now, as I mentioned, I've seen a PC tower a couple of times. That was a good grow. Mm -hmm. I saw, I've seen one under a fish tank. So, you know, mm -hmm. the full fish tank setups that are like, they've got like the, the stand with the doors and everything underneath it. Yeah. But they, it, they fixed it so that you couldn't, like it didn't look like it was a door. And you just have to, you know, those ones that you press and the latch pops out, if you know what I mean? One of those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And so that was how the door opened. So it didn't look like there was a handle nice. or anything, but it all, like everything ran up and through the fish tank filters. So it was nice. getting its feed via the fish tank water and everything like that. And um, and as they were extracting, they were just extracting it out and in through the water through a um, through like an, an air stone. So... It was filtering through the water as well before it came out. So if anyone was like, what's that smell? You'd be like, oh, it's a fish tank. And they just mm -hmm. go and smell the top of the fish tank. That's what it smells like. So that was probably yeah. the, the coolest that I've seen. Um, yeah. But the plant wasn't massive, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to worry about the noise so much either because you know, having a fish tank like that has yeah, noise. Yeah, the hums and all of that, that going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so a that pretty smart idea. It was a cool way to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to say that the ultimate stealth grow is going to be if if you can can pull it off in an outbuilding away from your house. It's going to be easiest to you know keep the smell out. It's going to keep easiest to keep other people mm -hmm. away from it. All of that stuff like that. But not everybody has either a workshop or a shed or whatever. But an outbuilding, if you have it, is great. Yep. Don't don't discount gorilla growing either in mm -hmm. in this, this situation. I mean, if you're trying to do something stealth, that's you know, you, you're probably better off um, doing it away from your residence 
So as you said, you know, if you've got an outbuilding, great. If not, don't discount just throwing some seeds in the dirt and letting nature take its course because that's a completely acceptable way of doing a stealth grow. It just means that it's a different style of stealth growing. Yeah, man. It's just all about it not getting found out by anybody. And that's the, it's just the, them few difficult things that you have to try and overcome. You know, the, the noise the fans make, which you can just get the quieter fans, you spend a little bit more on fans, slow them down so they're not making so much noise. And you should be okay with that. Then you've got the smell, which can be covered up with carbon filter, maybe some perfumes in the air as long as they end in flower. You'll be fine with that. You know, some Josh sticks, you know, those things, they work. Uh, and then the light leaks. If the light's not getting out, then people don't, you know, go into a room and be like, oh, why does that look like that chest from Indiana Jones? Why is it glowing like that? You know? Right. And so then it's all pretty much hidden. You should be okay from there. Hopefully. Because you know, if your missus finds out that you're growing when she told you no, you're fucked, mate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you there, Mac. It's still it's mm-hmm. going to be better for everybody long term if you have that uncomfortable conversation and mm-hmm. explain to you, Mrs. Why this is important to you. Yeah, not going to say and, she's going to agree with you, but that's the best conversation you can have. And why it's safer as well. There's so many reasons why you should be growing your own, and safety is one of them. You have to spend a lot of money when you go out and buy cannabis from the street. You know you. you here in the UK, it's like £60 for seven grams now from most places. And that's expensive. You know, that, that can be smoked in a couple of days easily by a seasoned smoker. So, you know, that's a, a lot of money, man. And you can save that money if you're growing your own. And then also the safety of it. If you're, if you're looking at growing and the missus won't let you, that probably means that it's illegal to do so. So when you're going out to get your cannabis, you have to associate with criminals. And not every drug dealer is a criminal. You know, most of them are just good people just trying to make some fucking money but are forced into illegal activity. But there are also the bad guys out there, man. And sometimes you have to associate with those guys and you can get in trouble. You know, you can get robbed. You know, you know, you don't even want to think about what the worst case scenarios are in positions like that. So to stop that from happening, to stop any risk of going out there and associating with people you shouldn't associate, you can just grow your own. And you can have these discussions with the other half and, and give them these convincing arguments of why this is better, you know, and how are you going to keep it quiet? You know, I'm going to keep the noise down by getting these slower fans. I'm going to keep the smell down by using a carbon filter. Nobody's going to smell it. Don't worry. I'm going to put a blackout curtain over it so nobody sees any light leaking out. It's going to be fine. Nobody's going to know. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm not going to sell any of it. You, you know, you won't smell it. So, you know, with all these convincing arguments, you should be able to persuade them that you are doing all the right things to make sure that nobody finds out about it, you know, and there's good reasons for you to be doing it as well. It's one of those things, isn't it? It just takes a, takes a harsh discussion that some people are afraid to have. And it's a safer product that you're going to get off the street because on the street, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you do not know what was used on that plant when it was grown, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. everything that was put on that plant. If you planted that seed and you harvested it yourself, you'll know everything that happened to that plant before it's over with. Mm-hmm. And that is comfortable after a while. You know, I, I think about that now when I'm buying cannabis. What is this? Who grew this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Or the idea too, like I I don't know about where you guys are, but fentanyl, I've always heard, you know, mm. people seen their weed with fentanyl. I was always like, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. But then I t- spoke to somebody who was sort of involved in that industry, and he said some of these drug dealers are handling multiple types of drugs at the same time, mm. and they're not necessarily worried about, you know, if a little bit of yeah, yeah, it's contaminated. So when I heard it like that, I was like, that makes a lot of sense too. So if mm. you're growing your own, you eliminate any of those problems too. Yeah, that's uh, that old argument about the gateway drug thing like that. It's like the only reason a cannabis is a gateway drug is because your drug dealer is going to offer you everything else he's got too. Right. So, you know, there you go. You never know what you're going to get if you're buying it from that guy. Right. Yeah, man. So um, for stealthy growers as well, there can be specific strains that you want to look for, you know, not necessarily because of their low smell, though some strains do smell much stronger than others. You know, if you go in a cheese strain, it's going to be very difficult to keep the smell fully hidden from somebody. Well, I think that yeah. my altering super skunk would be a great one for That's stealth. Right. Don't you, Mackie? Mind mm-hmm. altering super skunk. <laughs> With a name like super skunk, that's definitely one you just immediately stay mm-hmm. away from. Mm-hmm. But also size difference as well, where you, you know, you want to be growing these small plants. If you're growing in a small stealth location, you want to be growing small plants and maybe some auto flowers in small containers would be a good option there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, I mean, monkey, you've grown in mugs before and this is how you keep plants small, right? Um, yeah, auto flowers in small containers. If you want to st- keep them small, I find that to be a good choice because a smaller container will stress the auto out to where it won't get large. It'll start blooming. At a certain point when the roots get the uh, you know overstressed in that container so yes that would be an excellent thing i would use autos and small containers i would top them once or twice and then watch them go uh, but you know a lot of people don't want to top the autos never tried it but i think it would be fine mm-hmm. would be be a great way other way i would do it and it's harder to do if you're in an area that's illegal unless you have a friend or something that might be able to assist you but i found in micro growing that if you start with clones the plants stay much smaller as well all right cool so you can get photo photo period clones in micro grown really successful and uh when it comes to strains as well say if you want to do a stealth grow outdoors then there's a specific strain you can get mainly from dutch passion dutch passion has some strains that don't have the usual cannabis leaves on them the uh, frisian duck is one of them Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Australian, uh, what's that one? The Australian bastard cannabis, uh, Aussie That's bastard it. cannabis, yeah, yeah, ABC, yeah, yeah. Australian yeah. bastard cannabis, which and don't then, look um, like the traditional cannabis plants. Yeah, yeah. Humboldt Seed Company has Freak Show. There you go. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's Freak the one that kind of looks. Yeah, mm-hmm. fern looking plant. So they meant those aren't always the highest THC contents, but I guarantee you they'll they'll be as good as the street weed you're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So lots of ideas there for stealth growing. Now, we just stress one more time. You can't really do this. I mean, you can. It is possible to keep it hidden, but you're putting yourself under a lot of stress, and it's not fair to the person that you're living with to put them in a situation where they could be prosecuted when they had nothing to do with it. You know, they because the police will prosecute them too. That's the way it is. It's it's not just, mm-hmm. a, oh, this one person in the house is growing cannabis. You know, the, the missus is going to get done too. Just be aware of that. They need to be involved in the decision that you're making. You need to convince them with a convincing argument, but it's safe for you to do so. And then it's your responsibility to follow the rules to make sure that they are safe when you do this kind of thing as well. Follow those three rules, man. They're very important. They're there for a reason. We've had a couple of members over at Percy's that were actually doing stealth grows 
that their spouse did not know about. Mm -hmm. And over time, these members uh, had the conversation with their wife and these members are now no longer having to be stealth from their wife. Mm -hmm. So if you have the conversation correctly and in the right setting and you present your case positively and with the right, you know, positive arguments in a loving way, you might actually get some cooperation out of the deal. It's happened for a couple of members over at Percy. So Mm -hmm. have the Mm -hmm. conversation. Don't be afraid. Communication is key, man. You have to be able to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, good luck with the staff grows, everybody. Of course, if you need any suggestions or ideas for your personal specific situation, then come and ask over at percysgrowroom.com. We, we can always come up with ideas on how you can put a small grow room together, what lights you should be using in particular spaces, what fans you should be using for particular sizes, all that kind of stuff. You know, Everything is going to be different for all of these different kinds of grows you'll see out there when it comes to style. So if you need specific help or ideas on how you could do it, then you can find us over at percysgrowroom.com and you can ask us over there. Is that everything for stealth? Well, you know what? I I got one more argument that you can use for your missus. Now, I know women are are different. All women are slightly different. I'm not going to go ahead and generalize, but... But for, for my wife, careful, buddy. Yeah, Margie's there winding up her arm. Come on, daddy. I know. But I, I explained to her that I would that I would be able to recoup my investment on my after my first grow with the with the cannabis that I grew would be worth what I spent on the equipment. That sealed the deal at at, at that point. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, now if I failed, I would have been really screwed up. Yeah. But when she found out that over the over the course of time, how much money I would save by growing my own, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was it. It was over. With. She's like, buy the tent now, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, don't it definitely sell it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's definitely a good argument. You know, if you're spending a lot of money on cannabis, you just tell them you'll be you'll spend a couple of weeks worth of how much you're spending on cannabis and buy a setup. You know, the setup costs a cheap one, five hundred quid. You could get set up for just a cheap setup, man. Right. You know, and you could do it for much cheaper than that if you had to. But, you know, for mm-hmm. just a decent setup you can work with and do some decent growing with, 500 quid, yeah. you could do it, man. You could do it. And you'd be able to grow fucking what, 15, 20 ounces of weed on your first grow if you do good enough. It depends on the size tent you're dealing with, how mm-hmm, many plants mm-hmm. you're dealing with, a lot of stuff like that. But yeah, generally it's pretty easy to, to recap your money because I mean, you're gonna buy, you're gonna, you're buying your street weed anywhere from what ten pound up a, a gram, yeah, about that, yeah. And I mean, we're growing mm-hmm. it for for literally what pence a gram. Mm-hmm. Uh, brass brought up a good thing here that we completely missed out on was uh, what about the dry and cure in stealth? Fuck yeah, that's that's difficult, bro. Well, you're going to have to actually do it in your same. The only thing you can do in a drying cure is exactly what you, uh, you, you cannot mm-hmm. start your other grow until that tent is completely empty. You're going to have yeah. to cut it, dry it in the same tent, let it hang in the same trim tent. It. And then you got trim it. Uh, the trim, you're going to have to do that with, I mean, you either sneak it out the house and do it elsewhere, or you're going to have to do it when the missus is in there. And that's a smelly thing. And if you're in a, Man, I, you cannot get inside of a two a sixty by sixty centimeter tent and drink mm-hmm. cannabis. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a really good point. That yeah, but yeah, that is going to be a big problem for you there. You're going to have to have a buddy somehow mm-hmm. with that one. They're drying now, now. Curing as far as stashing your jars, you know, in a in a closet mm-hmm. somewhere. That's much sure, easier. Yeah, much easier. But still, you're going to have to burp. You know, you got a week of burping after you put them in jars usually. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, but you know, if you're buying issues. cannabis anyway, then they're not going to know that that isn't cannabis that you bought. You know, but w- when it comes to the drying bit, though, fuck you. It, some people dry in cardboard boxes. Though. Some people do that before, and they'll put like the PC fan in the uh, in the bottom of the cardboard box, and that that yeah. like dries it a little bit too fast. I would think, but it's some an option. Use- Paper bags. I've seen put the mm-hmm. buds in paper bags and let them dry in paper bags. Yeah. I think Swami rolls them in brown paper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, so there's lots of different ways of doing it. But yeah, that way that's going to be a messy job that has to be yeah. dealt with. It's going to be smelly, especially for the first couple of days after you've taken them down. It's going to be is, smelly. The carbon the is going to have difficulty. Time mm-hmm, ever mm-hmm. right there is yeah trimming buds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the smell personally. I love being in the room for that. But oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, the, these are the things you have to deal with when you're growing stuff. Sometimes you're gonna have to just uh, be a little bit less stealth because trimming cannabis is very smelly. Yeah. You just make sure nobody's coming around on that day. <laughs> but make sure you well, yeah. do it you when the missus is at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you got got the COVID. Don't enter. Smoke everybody. Yeah. I said the c word. I said it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, goddamn, it's a difficult thing to do. This is why you have to have this discussion with the other half because you might be able to hide it for a little while, but eventually you're gonna get found out. Then you're gonna be in in this shit. So just don't do it, man. Just don't do it. Be open and honest to have that conversation. Yeah, I kind of believe she's gonna be more angry at you if you tried to hide it from her than if you talk to her about it. But I don't mm-hmm. know your wife. Aunt mine would be more angry. Hmm. Right, Put then. the shoe on the other foot. How would you feel? That's yeah, like the biggest. Fuck one. yeah, that's so cool. Why did you hide <laughs> it from me all this time? <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, you know, it's it's the hiding thing. Let's not yeah. let's not mm-hmm. hide it from people. It's the dishonesty. The, the, the you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, someone that you're sharing your life with, not a good idea to be hiding mm-hmm. shit from. So. No. Yeah, when I think of stealth girl, I think not being stealthy from your partner, but being stealthy from anybody else who's coming into your home. Like yeah. kids, mm-hmm. you need to friends, worry about. kids, like mm-hmm. friends coming over, family, mm. you know, people that you might not want them to know that you're growing weed. But... So if you're doing doing it stealthy away from those people, then if you have any kind of like an office space or a den or a private area in your home, and a lot of people have these areas. Do it mm-hmm. in there. And that way, when your friends come over and the doors close, they know that's your work area or your private space mm-hmm. or whatever, in your man cave, whatever. And have a lock on that door too, just in case. Yeah, because you never know. Somebody asks where the bathroom is and they take a wrong turn. Next thing you know, they're staring at a tent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. There's wrong turn straight into a forest. But... Exactly. Uh, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I hope that helps. If any, and of course, if anybody has any questions, then do head over to Percy'sGoreRoom.com and ask some questions, man. And we can help you get up and running. Because I, I do think that everybody who can and wants to grow cannabis should be fucking doing it. You know, for regardless of the legality and shit, you can grow a personal amount of cannabis, and it's not breaking the law in any way. Well, it is breaking the law, but you know, you're not doing anything wrong, man. You're just growing it's a few fucking crime. plants. Exactly. So if you want to start your own cannabis grow and stealth is the only way that you can do it i hope there's some ideas there in this episode that can help you get started man because once you get started you realize how easy this is and how much you enjoy doing it and you want to do it more so get involved man 
And of course, if you know anybody who has been thinking about starting a grow as well, maybe forward this episode onto them and be like, here's some ideas for a stealth grow. So you can, you know, just go and grow a couple of small plants. You might only get a fucking an ounce out of it or something, but you know, it's still, still your own homegrown weed, isn't it? And that's how only the book starts, man. I mean, look, first, for first yeah. harvest, an ounce would be great for me, you know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. expectations are low and, Hey, any first week is good. But, you know, that's uh, coming from a home grower, isn't it? It's like only an ounce. It's like (laughs) an ounce is nothing. Exactly. (laughs) Well, when I first started home growing, an ounce sounded like a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, man, you can't really understand that privilege until you've done a few grows. You know, you just got abundancy of weed and it's it's just a few grams. A few grams. I took mm -hmm. 40 grams of prime tops and just ground up them to make oil the other day. <laughs> Sacrilege. But that's what I wanted to do with my cannabis though. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Sure shit. I'm sure you have plenty more. So I do worry actually. about it. That's why I did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, get started everybody. And of course, if you need help, you know where to find us, but we have some listener mail. Let's get to that. Uh, from GrowDad, this is a fire safety question from GrowDad. Uh, is it safe to use a tea light candle in a tent to give off CO2? The tea light would be in a holder in which it wouldn't start a fire. Right. Uh, it just wouldn't do it, man. Just wouldn't do it. I mean, it, it might be in a holder and stuff, but still it's just having a naked flame yeah. in, in any way. I'm not mm. a fan of that myself. Oh, you never no, know what can happen. It's yeah. a what if. And, and besides it, that, the combustion is also not going to give off just CO2. It's going to give off carbon monoxide, mm-hmm. other uh, other uh, hydrocarbon byproducts, <laughs> yeah. you know, leftovers, things like that. Heavy metals and shit. Hurt. You don't know what's in that wax, you know? Right. Don't do it. Yeah, a lot of them are pretty toxic, actually. Mm-hmm. They're not fucking regulated at all. So all these no. scented candles and shit that's just pumped right. out there and people light them in their room. People breathing yeah. in fucking lead and arsenic and shit. All kinds of stuff, yeah. Damn. Random tangent, everybody. Yeah, but just be careful <laughs> of them scented candles, man. Damn. You'd be better off just throwing some grain and some... Um, mm. That's what I was thinking. You, you know, just uh, mushroom bags yeah. instead, yeah. Yeah. That would be a better option. But you, I think you know what our stance here with CO2 in grow tents as well. It's, you don't have to add this to your setup as a home grower. You won't see much of an improvement from it. You can if you want to, but it's a, it's a bit of hassle. Just don't worry yeah. about the CO2 right now. There's better things to spend your money on than CO2. Mm-hmm. Like CalMag. <laughs> All the fucking CalMag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that answers your question. Just don't deal with naked flames near the grow as well. That's the, that's the best thing to do. Just keep away from the whole fire thing, just for safety. You know. But we have another one here from Mutz Nuts. He says, uh, has there been a podcast on trimming techniques, products, etc.? Apologies if there is. I'm still working my way slowly through the podcast and haven't come across one yet. Uh, and I'll put in brackets here, no, but we are doing one next week. Thanks for the input. Yeah, I did look through the whole list of the grow guides and, you know, this is episode 88. So, and I do have a list of every single episode that we've covered so far. And I don't see one to do with trimming. 
Uh, well, you know, we covered it uh, early on back in the day. I remember. It must be in the, the drying and curing all the harvesting episode. Probably. Mm. Probably. Yeah. So it's back in the original set that we, we, we mm-hmm. did early on. And, you know, we got to curing and harvesting and, and that kind of stuff. Because I remember yeah. us describing the different types of scissors we were using. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that's episode 10 or episode 11 for Grow Guides. So if but you want to go are, check out those. Haven't they been pulled? Oh no 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 no! We got uh, from all the way from episode one of the Grow Guides, in on yeah. YouTube, but not but not on uh, not on uh, Spotify anymore, didn't we? Uh, no, they were on Spotify and and. Uh, okay, I, I thought we pulled season one. Yeah, this that's season two, so that's all still there. Okay. Yeah. So it's I think we'll. Uh, yeah, we've done so many. As I said, we're on uh, eighty-eight now, and really next week will be eighty-nine. We should do it we're, again, though. But we should go into more detail just specifically about the trimming aspect rather than, you know, the whole harvesting and all of that other stuff because trimming mm-hmm. is, a, is a long thing. You know, you need to be properly prepared for that and have the right equipment for it and shit. So I think that would be a good topic to be covering next week, how to trim cannabis. Sweet. Yes. How to trim cannabis and make out like it's not hell, you know? Not trim jail. I actually don't hate trim jail. I'm tired of it by the time it's done, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's kind of, to me, I kind of get to admire what, I, what the last four months of my life produced, you know, I don't know. Uh, you you go uh, in a small plant in a small area as well, don't you? So. Well, relatively you call them small, but I mean, come mm-hmm. on, my plants, not, not including the pots, the plants are still three feet tall. So mm, yeah. So that's still yeah. a lot of fucking trimming, man. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, the three to six ounces a piece. So it's still, it'd take me a good while to trim it. But like I said, I don't know. There's something about being able to go back through it after it's dried now and see exactly, you know, now I can see for myself, what what did I do here? Is it Mm. good? Is it bad? And there's something very gratifying about that to me. Right. So we'll discuss that all that next week, everybody. Come and join us for the episode of... uh... Grow guides next week where we discuss trimming what scissors you should be using and things like that. Thanks for the uh, recommendation there, Mods Nuts. Good idea. Good, good idea for an episode. Uh, we have another one here from Film with Bowls. Uh, my question of the week is: How did the slang "getting high" or "stoned" come about, or why do they call a bong a bong when it looks more like a beaker? I know what you're thinking, and yes, I am. Thanks for that, Phil. but uh the word stoned apparently it comes from where they used to just get a shitload of weed and throw it on top of a pile of hot stones in like a sauna kind of setting and the hot box a shitload of weed i think i I remember that being uh something that doesn't make a lot of sense from from way back Mm -hmm. yeah from from way back they just throw the shit on some uh hot stones and and get mashed up from it yeah that's what I, I think that's the case anyway, but I can't be too sure on that. I like that. There's their hot box in the sweat lodge. It would be a good one too, wouldn't it? I thought yeah. about that once going into the sauna and just dripping some cannabis oil on the fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a bunch of cavemen up there. They, the fire went out, so they threw the cannabis on there and they all went to sleep after they got stoned. Yeah, you know, in the cave and shit. And throw some more of that leaf exactly. on the fucking fire before it goes out. <laughs> And there's hot box going out there looking for munches, catching up some beers. <laughs> you know, this is how all the saber toothed tigers died. You know? <laughs> okay, all them mastodons. 
uh, woolly mammoths and shit. They all got taken out because people discovered cannabis and threw it on campfires. <laughs> but yeah, so how did the slang high? I mean, because you feel kind of high, right? It, I don't know. You feel lighter when you smoked. I don't yeah, know. Kind of makes you feel happy and uplifted. Mm -hmm. yeah, what do they call be... a? Sorry, monkey. I would say, yeah, low would be kind of depressed. High would be like, yeah, this mm. is a good thing. So that's the only way it could be, yeah. But what do they call a bong a bong? It looks more like a beaker. That's a interesting one. Yeah, I have no idea why they call well, it Well, wait a, a minute. Uh, I've got a beaker bong right here. So, yeah. You know, that's a style mm. of bong. It's a beaker bong. So. Mm. And I know what you're thinking, and yes, I am, is obviously a, a, a reference to cannabis. <laughs> must have been consuming before you asked that question there, bro. Right. Uh, and we got one here from Adam Baum as well. Uh, what's everyone's preferred jar size for curing? I'm sure it's been covered, but I don't remember. So, yeah, uh, good question. Good question. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say it doesn't really matter so much about the size of the container. It's just how much you fill it. And you only want to fill them two thirds. You don't want to fill them any more than that because there needs to be some space for air to move around in there and space for when you shake the jars a little as well for the buds to move around in there. So two thirds is a good way to go. Just fill it two thirds up and then seal it. doesn't matter the size of the container really as long as it's only two thirds full. I prefer maximum size of one quart to UK guys, one liter. Right. Uh, I, I used to use uh, four, one gallon jars, and I found that as the jar, as I kept opening that jar over and over and over toward the bottom, everything was getting dry and crunchy, and I was losing my terpenes. And I, th I thought, like, okay, well, if I start with four jars, then I keep three of them sealed until the other one's gone. And it, it actually works. Like, my weed is fresher that way. And actually, off camp, just like Swami had talked about, if you want to keep your weed longer, that is when I open a new quart it's actually split into two pints then i can use a smaller pint when i you know actually what mm -hmm, i do mm -hmm. is i'll split that quart into a pint and two half pints and i'll use the half pints up and refill the half pints as needed so i'm working out of the smallest jar possible keeping the weed as sealed as possible once it's cured and it lasts longer that way what do you say I, I, I start with a bucket <laughs> and then <Yeah>. move to <laughs> decan into jars um usually 10 11 liter bucket um that'll get roughly three quarters of a pound in it um and that's leaving enough airspace and then i just sort of decant into two glass jars and that'll last me about a week so depending on whether i'm pressing or not if i'm pressing then it doesn't really matter i just i press pretty quickly so it's not got enough time to really worry mm -hmm. about that and decanting and stuff like that it's good for you to be decanting that out of that big jug though because if you're in there opening that that big bucket constantly <laughs> by the time you got to the bottom of that bucket you wouldn't have much of anything worth was worth it just it'd just be mm -hmm. dust yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's been... sorry much no i said that's just not what we're going for it's dusty weed yeah, yeah, i've been using we... the uh them growth bags from mephisto Remember yeah. a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. uh, I'm still burping the bags. Uh, it's, I've noticed no difference, really. I mean, they're, they're nice bags. I like them because they're colorful and they've got all these nice pictures on and stuff. 
and you can just about fit an ounce in there, which is good. But realistically, it's just the same as the jar or a tub or anything else. It's just as good, just as bad. You know, it's, it has its pluses and it has its minuses. But really, it's just a, a nice way to store weed. Uh, I know it's supposed to just keep it constantly of certain humidity and things like that, but I, I don't know. I just uh, I don't care about that. <laughs> it just seems to be a place to put weed in, you know? And that's okay. I don't mind. And it looks nice. They they look super cool. Yeah, I, I like that kind of thing. I like things that look nice, you know? So definitely get a couple. Um, I've got the Grove bags I'm using as like a long-term just to see the, how they they right. stack up as a long-term. Because as soon as, like I've got a whole bunch of them, I think I've got like fucking 15 bags or whatever. And mm. um, But once you do that first seal, you're not supposed to open them again apparently. So you're supposed to seal it. And yeah, yeah. Seal. And overgrown Australia just said that. Stop burping them, Maggie. Why are you burping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to smell my weed, man. I want to crack it open, have a sniff, and then close it again. That's, you're not supposed to burp them. You're not supposed to. I just have no discipline, everybody. <laughs> he doesn't trust the grove bag yet. That's yeah, it's like I'd rather like just check that there's no mold and shit. I'd rather open it a couple of times and. Make sure that it's safe. Then open it in two weeks and just find moldy buds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think, I think <clears throat> this is why I'm using it as a long-term storage option because I'd already hit where I wanted to be before they go into the bags, and then they're just sitting in the bags at that constant um, relative humidity. So, but yeah, put some in a jar. There, there you go. Look, look, overgrow is coming out with the put some. Get some. Uh, get a marmite jar. Clean it. Chuck a couple buds in that, and every time you feel like you want to open those bags, just crack it and sniff it, and you get the best of both worlds. A bit of marmite, a bit of weed. You'd be laughing that. That, that sounds oh, like the worst advice. <laughs> that was that was oddly specific. That young. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be doing that. Don't, don't don't be putting no buds in marmite jars, everybody. You know, use Vegemite instead. Marmite. You know. <laughs> Or maybe maybe Vegemite cleans up better than Marmite. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, interesting so, point. That, that's right? a topic it's uh, for another show. <laughs> it's a good question. You know, there's lots of different ways to cure cannabis, man. You just find out what works best for you and give it a shot. And, and like I said, yeah, the growth growth bags they're okay, man. I don't mind them, but I'm I'm not going to burp them anymore, considering the telling off I've just got. You just coughed it. No. Yeah. Ah. That's funny. And, and then when I come to open them up in like a few weeks. I'm going to smoke this, this ounce now. And it's all fucking moldy. It's botrytis. It's your fault. Oh, for Crow Australia. I know it was you. <laughs> you are to blame. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was a good question. What do you have here? I think this is also from Adam. It says, what is everyone's preferred method of checking trichomaturity? Jeweler's loop, USB microscope, what power magnification do you feel confident you need to make that judgment call? So yeah, interesting question. And you can... Well, you can go and check out the harvesting episode as well, which I think we cover that quite extensively in the harvesting episode, which was episode 10, harvesting cannabis plants at the right time. So we cover that extensively in that episode there. But just to summarize it, uh, you, you should use, uh, just checking the trichomes by themselves is only a guideline, an indication. There's more things you should also be looking at to decide the maturity 
of the plant, not just the trichome level, because the trichomes can turn amber through damage. You know, if you've overfed the plants at some point, that might cause a majority of the trichomes to go amber. If you've touched the buds and broken the heads, then that could also encourage the trichomes to turn amber. So that's not just, it, it's one of the ways you can use to check on the maturity of your cannabis, but you need to use other ways as well. So, yes, Julius Luke for one, uh, 60 to 100 magnification is what people use, right? That's what everybody uses. Uh, I start with a, a, a actually 20, 20 uh, power Julius Luke, but mm -hmm. that's on, only in my very early, early checks. You know, when, okay, the manufacturer said it's supposed to be ready, I'll break out of 20. And that'll just mm -hmm. tell me, okay, am I think, do I think I see any ambers? And if I do, then I'll go to the digital. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that way it's easier. It's just faster for me starting with yeah. a lower power, and then, okay, now I need to move up to the big dogs. Mm -hmm. so USB microscope is pretty fucking sweet. You know, you, you can plug those into your phone, and you can see real close up with those. And that, that's a nice, easy way to check on the trichomes. Uh, Do you have, like, what, brands to recommend for those? Because I've bought a couple before off Amazon, and I hated them so much I just turned returned them. All right. Uh, I, I don't know. I've never used the USB one. I've only ever used the clip-on one for my phone, which well, does a, a fine job. I've tried two different brands. They were exactly the same, but for me, they, you're right, Marge, they're a pain to use, very hard to get a good, good, clear picture with. Yeah. So I got a recommendation from TG. One day he posted about finding this stand on, on uh, Amazon for the microscope. So you take that little digital microscope, you know, everybody's got it, USB, but it, it clamps into the stand and now you can crank the, the microscope up and down from the base. And I just clip off huh. one in only one brack of, of a plant. Now, if you want to take you check your plant in, in multiple places, but clip off a small brack. Just that's not much. I mean, come on. Once you, you this is not even a, a, a if it's dry, it's insignificant. It's one brack, but you can put it on a stand now, and you can use this this stand to focus it and get crystal clear images of your trichomes. You know, mm -hmm. so that's definitely mm -hmm. a. It's it's the easiest hack out there, and it, it's the one that helped me the most as far as getting decent pictures and, and knowing for sure uh, what the trichomes look like. So mm -hmm. it's it's about I think I spent about twenty dollars US on the one I got. There's several of them out there on Amazon. So if you're That's having trouble, consider it. Yeah, because those USB ones I find like the ones that I tried before were just kind of crap. <laughs> they weren't that great. The software was kind of not great, and they can really range in price too. So I was probably going mm -hmm. on the cheaper end, but. Yeah, I, I think I only paid for my USB one. I think it's less than $20, honestly. Yeah, it I was don't a, it was a dirt cheap one. one. Yeah. But I got what I paid for too, so. <laughs> yeah, like I said, until I got the stand, I wasn't impressed. I could tell that you could get it right, but there was just no way my hands were going to be stable enough. And then, the, right. you know, you're in the tent with this, this thing and it's, you got a hundred power magnification going on it and you're trying to hold it still. And even if your hand's still, the plant's got a little bit of movement from the air in yeah. the tent. And so sometimes yes, it's yes. like everything, one thing after another. So yeah, by all means, you know, sacrifice one or two bracks off your plant, put it on the stand and, and you're done in seconds. That's a good tip. I like that. Cool. But yeah, I don't even check trichomes anymore. I just wait for the yeah. plant to... You know, like uh, Swami says, you know, the plant tells you when it's done. Yeah, when it looks frosty, you know, it, the mm -hmm. the majority of the trichomes are turning 
milk eater at that point when the plant starts to look frosty. You can tell there's a difference in the smell. Senescence has started and the plant's starting to die off naturally. You know, it, it can take a while for a plant to get to that stage, but that's when you just know that it's uh, it's done. Well, it's reaching the end of its life. You start getting the little color highlights, the maybe reds or purples or blues or something on your buds, or gold colors like on the tips, the edges. That's mm-hmm. one of them. And then you're talking about when the trichomes are all like that. I always notice that the, the trichomes start going from like a vivid, almost crystal white and start turning a little beige to your eye when you open it. So oh, the trichomes are looking a little dusty today. That's starting to tell me, okay, you're starting to ripen now. Mm-hmm. yeah that's usually my first protocol i'll squint first and then reach for the microscope <laughs> later. yeah yeah you, you notice that there's a and it's subtle a little subtle color change in those trichomes one day it's like oh we're getting there now yeah yeah and after you've done a few runs you, you get to know that subtle change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was thinking about it the other day i don't i don't document near as much now in my diaries than i used to because mm. now it's becoming automatic yeah yeah they just used to it yeah, exactly. But there we go. There's some good questions. Thanks for sending in questions, everybody. And if you have any questions you would like to share with us and for us to answer on next week's show, then do feel free to send them in. You can send them to us over on PersonsGrowRoom.com. You can find us on our Discord server or on any of the major social networks. Just drop us a message there if any questions you have. And we're always happy to answer them on the show. So thanks, everybody, for those. But I think that's it for the Grow Guides. We've covered everything here about growing cannabis incognito. Well, everything we can, right? I don't think there's anything else to say here. Take that as a no. Let's go to the outro. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Grow Guides. If you have any suggestions for future episodes of Grow Guides, like what topics we should talk about, or even if you have any questions for the listener mail section, then do feel free to get in touch. You can find us on all major social networks. That's X, Facebook, Instagram. Just search for High on Homegrown and you'll find us there. You can also email us at highonhomegrown.com or find us over on persysgrowing.com, the Cannabis Growers Forum, or our Discord server, which is linked in the description of this download. So, yes, that's it for this week. We will catch you on Sunday for the live stream, hopefully, over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash highonhomegrown. Make sure you subscribed if you haven't done that already, and hopefully we'll see you for the live show on Sunday. But if not, we'll catch you for the cannabis news and events on Monday. I hope you have a good weekend. Stay high, stay safe, and thanks as always for being here. We'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.